their band. It is time to keep your appointment with this shitty movie. I'm sorry, it's really, it's so shitty. Whatever you do, don't watch this movie. Look at them, Damien. They're all so bad. everyone and welcome to podcast of the dead the podcast about all things horror related your favorite podcast to listen to while doing a little dance doing a little jig <laughs> uh, and this is their bad number five we're talking about the mangler and you know how these go they're not scripted we just kind of talk until we're fucking done talking about shitty movies but oh man this one's really special fuck um i'm zach palmer of course sitting across from me is isaac wright I got nothing today. Okay. <laughs> and joining us from the void is Chrissy Beetle. I'm just. This was a film. <laughs> yeah. And I'm oh, so man. glad that it exists. It's it's something else, really. It is. Uh, man, fuck. Uh, so let's <laughs> let's just start by uh, talking about what it's about. Really, it's actually just like a really simple kind of synopsis. Like it's. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll talk about it. So. <laughs> The movie's called The Mangler. That conjures up images of, like, really cool, like, slasher villain or something. You know, is it going to go around mangling people? No, it's a piece of heavy industrial machinery, (laughs) and it gets haunted because a lady cuts herself on it, and then it has a thirst for blood, and... (laughs) And so... They do. The guy who owns it does everything he can to keep his haunted machine whirring away, and he has no legs for whatever reason. He waddles everywhere. He has legs. They're just busted. Yeah, fine. He's got busted legs. Played by Robert England. It's supposed to be Freddy Krueger. This is somehow more an upsetting character than Freddy Krueger ever is. is. It's like, how do you how do you make Freddy look like a good character compared to what you just fucking did? Like, gross. And then he starts, like, having some sort of weird affair with the brand new employee because I don't remember what the reason was. Did Because she, she lost her finger and now she's confused? I don't know. She also loses a finger in the mechanical fucking evil We'll explain it a little bit later. Thing. But yeah, there, there is a reason, but it will explain it a little bit later. Ted Levine, <laughs> Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs comes in, this time fully clothed at least. <laughs> He's doing, but he like, the same voice. <laughs> he does he exactly is. the same voice. I think that's just his voice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he he's investigating the manglement of an old lady that happened at the at the at the death laundrette because it's because <laughs> it's a laundromat. Yeah, it's so, a gigantic industrial laundromat, and for whatever reason that exists and is a thing. Uh, and so he starts investigating an old woman that got folded to death. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he starts investigating, investigating, and then his demonologist brother-in-law, because who doesn't have one of those, starts telling him (laughs) that it's haunted and he needs to look into that shit. He's a British actor, or he's just... I don't know, I think the, the character had such a weird British accent. Yeah, I, I, I mean, he's a demonologist. I thought all demonologists had British accents. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, anyway, long story short, it turns out all of the aristocracy of this small town have been feeding their daughters to this piece of industrial machinery for like decades now. It is because... sort of like a Wicker Man type thing. It's sort of like a Hot Fuzz type story. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. But it's in, like, Stephen the... King and his coke. 
Yeah, sure. okay. That was Coke. But I really don't know how close this is to the short story. I don't get it. I don't know okay. either. And, like... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. Oh, and the one other thing I wanted to mention is <laughs> it's like a fucking weird, like out of time, like Gotham, like from the Tim Burton films oh, type. Yeah, like, it really you're is. not sure what decade it is, sort of thing. But there's clearly a 1994 Jeep Cher- Cherokee in it. But <laughs> the uh, first thing that I said when I started watching this movie is this is one Batman Forever Riddler ass looking set because it's really, <laughs> yeah. really bad. Just like, I mean, kudos they made this whole giant death machine for real. Like yeah. apparently, uh, who was it? Toby uh, Hooper's son made the mangler. Yeah, um, and it's yeah. a practical effect, and it's 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 real and it's huge and it's it's awesome. Actually, yeah. it's the best thing in the so, movie. So that's and cool. It fucking but, moves. Yeah, yeah. But there's all this green lighting on it when you first see it, so it literally looks like something straight out of the end of Batman Forever. And then on top of that. You better like looking at the mangler, because it's all you see for most there of the movie. There are two sets in the whole movie. There's, two sets. There's, the, there's, there's Ted Levine's house, and then there's the mangler. Yeah, that's that's literally all it is. It's like it's like the fucking laundromat and like fucking uh, what's his name's office. What's uh, God? What's his fucking name? God damn it! Why am oh, I Johnny? Gat Gatley. Gatley's or Gartley, Gartley's office, Gartley, yeah, Gartley's one. office, the laundromat, and Ted Levine's house, and that's fucking it, basically. <laughs> okay, now that we have sufficiently just confused you entirely, yeah. if you have not seen The Mangler, oh. uh, let's dial it back a little bit. <laughs> All right, so this is a movie; it has the plot we just explained, so you have that to deal with now. But it was directed by Toby Hooper, which we just said. Yes. Who did uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and then uh, uh, Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Uh, like, I mean, if you don't Salem's know who Toby Lot. Hooper is, I mean. Oh, yeah, Salem's, Salem's Lot. Lot of like things. a lot of really good things. Yeah. And then, like we said, has Robert England in it. Again, lots of really good, interesting yeah. things. And Ted Levine, of course, like we said, that yeah. Buffalo Bill and Silence of the Lambs. And this is after Silence of mm-hmm. the Lambs. So, I mean, yeah. come on. And then. There was another, there was another, oh yeah, and again, it was based on a short story by Stephen King. Right, yeah. So Written in of, the 70s, so definitely like cocaine-like <laughs> era. Yeah. But again, the, there was a lot of pieces that could have, should have come together to make an interesting film, but instead it just creates a train wreck of just, like, the biggest proportions. Yeah, no, I don't know, it's like... It is a movie that, in my opinion, I think all of our opinions is so bad it's good. Oh, um, it's oh yeah. awful. It's definitely, <laughs> out of all of the their bad episodes we've done so far, it's my favorite one that we've done. Like, yeah. it's very enjoyable. <laughs> and like a like we said before we started recording, it's like a, it's a movie that you get drunk and show your friends that haven't seen it yet. That's the mood <laughs> type of movie it is. Some of the, the dialogue in it is so bad. It, <laughs> it, is, it is raises to the level of the room. And maybe I just say that because they're saying, hey, Johnny, so much. That's part of it. But overall, like the right is just so cringy and awful and you don't understand any of the characters none of them have any real motivation Ted Levine is just eating the scenery (laughs) yes god and I mean like we don't really know we find out later that that's his brother-in-law but I had to explain to you who the demonologist guy was like who is this guy I was like who the fuck is this guy that's his brother-in-law they had a very 
quick throwaway a throwaway line talking about his dead wife Sandra. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's one of those movies that literally, if we hadn't had the subtitles on, I probably would have no. lost entirely. Uh, that's why you always watch movies with subtitles, mm. even if it's in English. Like we talked, we talked about this when we talked about Parasite. But always mm. watch a fucking movie with subtitles. What are you doing? Uh, it's, uh, you, its release date, by the way, was the third of March. Now we're recording this on the first of March. It's basically 25 already. Wow. Oh, no. Wow. Ain't that something. Also, how was Sherry, which was the the female, the main female character that wasn't the weird sex slave, I guess. How was she 16? (laughs) She was meant to be 16. Come on now. Okay. She wasn't even quite 16 yet. She was at, like, she only became 16 at the end of the movie. The actress was certainly not. The actress was certainly not 16. I get it. Oh my it. god. Okay, sorry. Further question. Why is a 16-year-old or a 15-year-old working in an extremely dangerous yeah, industrial so here, factory? Yeah, no, okay, so real quick, that was one thing I wanted to talk about is like, this is the 90s. It's set in the 90s because it has to be set in the 90s. They don't have factories like that anymore. Even in the 90s, they didn't have that. Like, they got rid of that, like, in the fucking Gilded Age, like, in the fucking, like, 1940s, 50s, they got rid of fucking horribly dangerous factories like the OSHA exists by the 90s okay not, not in fuck, fuck off valley whatever it was called <laughs> fuck also the music I, I'm, I'm just looking at the wiki here the music was done by a fucking brilliant Australian composer who's done loads of music for stuff I love and his name is the fucking best the guy who did uh-huh. the music, and I'm mad because I don't remember any of the music in this fucking film, was done by a guy called Barrington Feelong. Wow, that's an awesome name. I wish I had that name. <laughs> he did uh, recently die. I'm going to uh, blame the mangler. The mangler came and got him. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Actually, to, to talk about the music, uh, it never really seems to fit a tone. It never has a consistent no. tone throughout uh, the whole movie. I think that's because the movie doesn't have a tone. True. Like, you know, like it doesn't have, <laughs> like I thought, I said uh, when we were ta- we were watching the movie, I said it kind of feels like Dark Souls music a little bit. Like yeah. it feels very yeah, Dark that's, Souls-y. that's very much um, Baron, Barrington Feelong's like style. Yeah. Huh. I enjoy, I actually like the music. The music that I could remember from it, I enjoyed like it. Like I said, but... I d- it didn't stick with i didn't like the music very much because i felt like not like I said, maybe it's just because the, oh, overall the movie as a whole was just blowing my mind but uh, <laughs> yeah. just i never felt like the music was really clicking with the what was being shown on screen but i don't know yeah i don't know it's a fucking wild movie like it's hard to describe because it's just one of those things where the tone is just all over the place the mm. dialogue's all over the place like shit happens mm. yeah. the, the, the the kid in the icebox. Oh, yeah. Oh. Just, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's so much shit that happens. Did they show the kid, or did he just get caught in the icebox and die? He just got caught in the icebox and died. But then they, well, but okay, then he, he attacked icebox. He was haunted and it sucked him in or some stupid shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it got it, haunted because it touched the mangler and the mangler was haunted. Yeah. It was all cursed. Yeah, doesn't that make sense to you, Isaac? What the fuck? Don't you don't you work off strange logic? Okay, does I Zach don't want Bagans own a haunted mangler? Does who? Own a haunted mangler? 
Yeah, we need oh. Zach Bagans to own a That's haunted. That's true. He mangler. does collect haunted stuff, so we should we should say Zach Bagans. Do you have a haunted mangler? We should ask him. We don't know him, but we should ask him. <laughs> I'm like, I, I y'all have lost me. A and then B. Want to address really quick what a mangle is because they talk about that. Right. Yeah. Okay. It just it's mm. it's just they call it a speed ironer or a speed folder. Well, okay, so the machine in the in the movie is a speed ironer and folder. Okay, but typically a mangle is just a folder, a speed folder. Why did would it ever need to be that big? Because it's doing like industrial. bed sheets. It's an industrial size like bed sheet mangler mangle. Um, so it's it, doing it, like it, hotels and hospitals. And yeah, shit. it irons it irons and steams at the same time as it's folding. So it does all of those things at once. And they're like hospital sheets, and they're really big. So oh it needs to be large. I don't think it would ever need to be that large because if you've ever seen a mangle, a mangle's not very big. Yeah, typically. I didn't think they would be. <laughs> yeah, a mangle's like kind of like dishwasher size typically. Oh, um, they're not very large. Why would but, they? Um, why would they do this it. to me then? Haunted mangle to. <laughs> Real haunted mangle hours. Who up? <laughs> I mean, everything happened like in one night as well. It was really weird. It, yeah, is that what, the, what they were trying to say? Is it it all happened within one day? Uh, I don't know. It's hard I to don't tell. Think so. Time, because like, I think it's a couple days for sure. Yeah, I yeah. don't think it's because time doesn't make sense in this film. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay, so, I didn't think about that part of it. Okay, so one thing that's really upsetting to me and I have to talk about it is just the ending. Like, what the fuck happens at the um, end? Because, no, because I know the very ending kind of explains it, but, like, when they're running away from the mangler... No, no, oh, you spoiled it. You spoiled that the entire giant <laughs> machine gets up and starts walking. Okay, I mean, yeah. No, okay, so if you really want to fucking know, if you really need to know, the mangler... It comes to life and starts moving, <laughs> and I so lost weird. my yeah. I lost my shit when I saw that. I was just like, "What the fuck?" Like, because we joked about it. Isaac and I, when we were watching about, it, we joked about it early. We were what like, "What I, if it came to life and started moving?" What I said specifically was, "I was like, okay, this movie has me so blown away at this point. I'm I I, I won't question anything. If there's a scene at the end when like everything's died down, they finally solved the murders and everything, and you know Ted Levine's getting settled in his house, and he hears like the doorbell ring, and he goes <laughs> to answer the door, and then he opens it, and the mangler's just there going, burr, burr, burr. <laughs> like that would not surprise me at all. And you added the the marvelous thing that just, just completely makes it all." pulled together that it just is going to make the sounds of the piano from Super Mario 64 <laughs> which it eventually kind of does it kind of does so we kind of called that it came to life but we didn't call how spectacularly it would come to oh life oh my god it's, it's beautiful <laughs> I had no words I just because I because I'd never seen it but I I sort of knew like that's that bit I knew that that bit happened because it was all on the internet. And I was like, okay. Okay. I can't wait to actually see this single bit. And it did not disappoint. It's so good. It's one it, of those all things... the hype that I'd had. So the the thing is, okay, so here here's the way it kind of works, like, in the movie. So they kind of fail an exorcism on this thing. Uh, and it, it, there's, like, a whole bit about, like... Uh, 
that they're doing researches on on like demonic like uh, possessions and, and mm. things like this, and they you know one of the key ingredients is like belladonna and like uh, early in the movie Ted Levine <laughs> is going through the things of the dead. No, no, no. One of uh, the dead woman's co-workers tells Ted Levine to take her antacid medication because she mm. has that in her pocket, and he she thinks he might make use of it so he's like sure i'll just take this dead woman's tums that's fine and then but he's been using the same medic- medication the whole no, time no. the whole time throughout the movie yes he's been he's been taking those the you whole know time, what i'm saying and is, then she but he doesn't the have same. it before the the, the co-worker gives them to him right, and yeah. then he becomes weirdly addicted to them yes. too and then when he's in the morgue yeah he goes through her purse finds a full bottle of the same antacids right and switches it with his empty bottle and he's like she won't mind anyway anyway, <laughs> anyway well the, the point is is that the antacids have belladonna in them for whatever yeah. fucking reason which is not something that antacids have by the way um and so belladonna is one of the things that like helps summon like like make De- demonic possessions possible or some shit like they, they do research because you know this de- <laughs> the brother-in-law is a demonologist you know it's fucking bat shit the whole thing is bat shit but anyway like the antacids like get caught in the machine and then like basically it becomes a super machine and then it comes to life and starts moving <laughs> and jesus christ it's outrageous it is it's beautiful it's a combination of horrible horrible alien 3-esque cgi and like mm. stop motion a little bit like the arm parts like when it's not fully visible oh, yeah, it's got a little right. bit of stop motion Ooh. going Ooh, I forgot about that. And fuck, it's outrageous, this thing. But anyway, coming back to the thing I was originally talking about before we started talking about this thing coming to life and got off the fucking rails, um, is the thing that I hate about the ending is, like, when they're getting chased by the, the mangler when it's alive, it just stops chasing them, like, once they fall down into that, that water pit or whatever. And then... It poops fire a few times. It poops fire yeah. a few times, but you're not sure, like, what happens to it until the very end. But, like, you still don't even know, like, what's happening, I guess. But then, basically, the ending is that um, Sherry... Well, that's her name, right? Sherry? Yeah, Sherry. Yes. Sherry. Who's, who's the niece of Mr. Gartley, Gartley the factory yes. owner, mm. and who was going to be the sacri- this was year's her, sacrifice. Was he the? Yeah. Was she the niece? I thought she was the granddaughter or something. No, it was she? the niece. Was mm. it the niece? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Uh, so so when they're getting chased by the, the mangler, like, she gets her hand caught it and she loses a finger, and that's part of the whole thing is, like, you can, you know whoever's, like, sacrificed themselves to the mangler has, like, a missing finger, that's, like, the big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or, like, and, a like, missing body part. A yeah. missing body part of some sort, yeah. And that's, like, so, like, a part of them is in the mangler and the a part of the mangler is in them and all that sort of thing, so basically it's, like, a, it's a, like a mutual agreement sort of thing, and then they, they get power or whatever, you know, that whole shit. But anyway... At the end, you realize that Cherry is now, like, the new, like, Mr. Gartley, because Mr. Gartley dies. Um, and yeah. <laughs> um, and she, like, there's, basically, there's no point to the movie. Yeah, no, uh, there <laughs> is absolutely no closure, satisfaction, or feelings of, like, feelings of completion at the end of the movie. You're just like fuck was all this for? Yeah. Like, it didn't I, fucking I, matter. I, I feel that there, it had some sort of satisfaction. I got to watch Ted Levine being chased by a fucking mangler. <laughs> yeah. You know a better movie that has the same type of ending, but just, I like the other movie for the reason that the movie is better? It makes me feel like 
Reminds me of the ending of Chinatown. You know I, what I mean? I don't think... Uh, I, I, I still haven't seen that. You haven't movie. seen Chinatown? Yeah, yeah, yeah the, I haven't seen it. The end of Chinatown is very unsettling. And yeah, you say what you will about what's-his-face asshole guy that lives in Europe now and is over there because of extradition. The guy that directed Chinatown. I can't think of his name. Roman Polanski? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh. Not, yeah no. I know. It's still... It's a great Jack Nicholson role. and I really like that movie. Yeah. Unfortunately. But the ending is very unsatisfying and you're just like well fuck me then fuck fuck me for watching all of this and thinking things were gonna go yeah. okay never mind i'll just leave no. I, I don't i don't have to do this i'll just go somewhere else now yeah no if you're looking for any sort of answers <laughs> or anything do not watch this movie like it's very like the ending's like okay well that was completely pointless every <laughs> big waste of time <laughs> so many people died for nothing um oh, it's man. uh it's outrageous but i don't know i kind of like um, I really like how they uh, all the effects that they did for people who went through the mangler and like came out oh, the other yeah. end. Oh yeah, no, the effects are really the effects are really strong in this movie. I will yeah. say, and it's three, it's three people that went through the mangler. Yeah, because it was the the older woman, Gartley, and was it one other woman? Or, no, I guess it wasn't. I guess you're right. Two. No, Gartley Gartley goes through the machine. Well, the, right? the folding part at the end. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. He oh, doesn't go then, through but, the but mangler. Then his, um, the woman that he like basically like that loses her finger to the mangler and then like it becomes like his uh you know his like love pet oh yeah like, her yeah she also goes through the mangler remember but not all the way but not no like she same. goes through all the way remember she goes through all the way and then and she's the, like oh, that's right she does yeah, yeah I forgot about that yeah so three people go through the mangler like visibly yeah. Mm. Yeah, those effects are all really good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I mean... I really like it, it like when Gartley gets folded yeah, at, at yeah, the end. Gar- oh, yeah. It's very good. It's really funny. And the fact that he's still alive and moving, you just have to sit there and be like, no. There's no way. Mm-mm. But, I mean, pa- I mean you could, like, maybe for like a couple seconds. No. But him like having like a whole speech. If that like, happened to me, I would have just given up by the time the just the legs folded over. Just like, no, take me out of it. Shoot me in the face. I wanted them to like finish the fold. Thing where it's like he folds his arms up too or something. Oh, no. I don't know. That would have been great. That'd be beautiful. Yeah. Um, no man. There's. There, it's. It's a batshit movie because there's so much stuff that's really enjoyable about mm. it, but like mm. it's obviously very bad. Yeah. It, um, it cannot. Oh. It does not have any. Like, so the guy we still haven't <laughs> talked about is the fucking uh, the guy who takes all the photos. Um, yeah, JJ what about Pictureman. him? What about him? Yeah, JJJ Pictureman <laughs> is his fucking name. Which Chrissy said, you, "What'd you say, Chrissy? You said about his name. Um, you said it's like somebody like it's a name you would come up with if you couldn't come up with a name right at that very moment, and it was just like a placeholder." <laughs> like, yeah. It's like uh, a placeholder in the script name. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I said too. I think when we were watching, I was like, "This, they're never going to say his name. Yeah, it's just like for the screenwriter, right. just so he knows what his part is." But no, lo and behold, at the end of the movie, he writes a heartfelt letter to Ted Levine, and he signs it JJJ Pictureman. Picture yeah. Fuck you. So <laughs> I don't know why they did this, but JJJ Pictureman is played by a young guy, and they just put a whole bunch of makeup on him. Um, yeah. He's also I can't remember what the actor's name is, but he's also the more the um, mortician, the creepy um, mortician. Yeah, yeah. He's it's the same guy. It's the same actor. Uh, that's the mortician and the the JJJ picture man. Yeah. Okay. Question. <laughs> Sounds like a BoJack name, actually. Doesn't it? <laughs> Question. So you're already spending all this money on the effects, the props, and specifically the makeup budget for Robert Englund alone. 
why don't you just go out and hire an old man to play yeah, like, an additional character? Why are you spending an additional God knows how many time, how, how been, much time, money, and man hours are going been in? A great Clint Eastwood role. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, can you imagine fucking Clint Eastwood as JJJ Pictureman? I think he would mangler. Just, I think he would have just gotten on into fist fights on stage constantly oh, for yeah. how bad the movie oh, is. Oh, yeah. No, man. <laughs> God, that would... England, like, <laughs> proper going at each other. Yeah, but that just... That wouldn't have... I mean, I don't know if, like, 95 was, like, a good era for Clint Eastwood, though. You no, know, like... Has any era been, like, a good era? Uh, yeah, that's true. Like, I know nothing about Clint Eastwood's personal life, and I'd like to keep it that he's way. He's kind of a fucking <laughs> asshole. I know. That's what yeah. I... Yeah. Was it, just... Was he still drinking at that point? I think he was. He, he pro- I think he was, yeah. I never knew that if he had ever stopped or not started. You know, I know, like I said, I knew nothing. Literally nothing about Clint Eastwood's personal Clint Eastwood's life. Like- I just believe that he is the character he plays in Gran Torino. And I know that he about him. He basically is exactly that character. I know. That's the thing. So I'm just like, yeah. fuck you, Clint Eastwood. I like Dirty Harry and fucking uh, play Misty for me. It's really, get it's out of really my face. upsetting. He's, he's incredibly like... Not necessarily even a problematic fave, but just like a fucking just. I enjoy a lot of the stuff he's done, but he's a fucking piece of shit. Like yeah. it's, he's that kind of person. He's, no. he's Kubrick level sort of piece of shit. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. you, you have to respect him for like the fact that he was able to do what he did for all Especially, those years and is still doing what he does. Yeah. Especially um the the two part film series he did the Irogi um Letters from Irogima and the other one. Flags like, of they were fathers, really good. That one? I think it was of our fathers, yeah. yeah. No, uh, I imagine they were, and I mean, he definitely does have a lot of respect for the troops and does a lot to like honor them and stuff like that. So, like I said, I know nothing about Clint Eastwood. Like I said, would prefer to keep it that way. Let's talk about the mangler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, no, it's it's very good. Um, shit. I mean, so, Toby Hooper couldn't have done better than with the fucking shit he was presented. Yeah, honestly, I think Toby Hooper... The only thing that I... Th- I don't know... Who wrote it? Like, who wrote the dialogue, the screenplay and stuff? Because that's who we should blame here, <laughs> if we're going to blame yeah. anybody. I think Toby Hooper actually did a pretty good job considering... Um, maybe I don't know what kind of direction he gave to fucking Robert England, but he's just like, just fucking go ham on it, man. Like, cause that's what, that's what fucking Robert England's doing here. The, and the thing is, Robert England had to go through five hours of makeup every day to do this fucking Cold movie. Boston. Yeah. And, and, and he, he was saying like, okay, so I had to like, my, I had to start shooting at like eight or nine in the morning. So that means I had to be, be to make up at 3 or 4 a.m. Yeah. Uh, every day that I had to do shooting that early. So you you can imagine, like, how I was doing, like, around that time. <laughs> and you gotta... God bless. Toby Hooper also wrote the screenplay. Don't. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah no, oh, don't. God, he just, uh, no. He, he does not get a no. pass on this. Toby, no. <laughs> Toby, God, Toby, no. <laughs> uh, I... I like Robert, Robert is also chewing the scenery. Let's be real. Like, I was about, I mean, that's where I was going with this. He's taking massive chunks and just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like Robert England is just nibbling on it. No, yeah. Ro- Robert England is. Right. Robert England's the reason to watch this movie because it's so. Like I said, he's more upsetting than Freddy Krueger. Yeah, this. Mr. Gartley is. I don't even know what to call him. He's not I, like... I, I don't know if y'all noticed, but they literally have, like, Auschwitz's, uh, like, um, mantra that they had. Oh, above. yeah. Yeah, the, 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 gate, the, labor, the gate. Yeah, the, that's right. Labor, labor makes you free. 
which yeah. is an approximate. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yeah, that's fucked. Of yeah. Thry or whatever it is. There's so much that about this fucked. fucking movie that's just fucking weird. No, but okay. But again, Robert England. So he he goes through all this makeup. He he's in these leg braces, which are apparently real leg braces. Yeah, they're rig- real leg braces he, that left scars like on his legs yeah. and stuff. Yeah, he said yeah. that was terrible. But so he goes through all this work to make this fucking caricature of a villain that goes around talking like this. Yeah. Rah, 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 rah. yeah. <laughs> do a little jig. Do a little dance. Which is something he does as there's like a fucking catastrophe going on. I think that's my favorite plan. part of the movie, honestly, is when he's dancing. But like, in every... One thing I hate about the writing here is every line is a trope or, or just like, um, you know, like a regular line that you hear in every fucking movie ever. I can't recall any of them off the top of my head, but they're all, even the ones that he said is like, life's a bitch and then you die. Yeah. Oh, thanks, yeah. Robert yeah. England. We haven't heard that line in millions of movies up to this point. Fuck you. Like My, <laughs> my favorite line will always be, I'm going to shove those crotches up your moldy arsehole, you fucking clown. <laughs> it's very All good. All when Ted Levine shouts numb nuts. I don't know <laughs> yeah. why. I don't know why, but I just fucking broke down laughing. Ted Levine's one-liners. Line. Ted Levine's one-liners in this are so good. He has some really good. weird ones. They're so uh, good. But I'm very upset by you miserable piece it's of dog, dog fuck. fuck. Which yeah. he says twice. Which just makes me very uncomfortable again. <laughs> it's... Remember, we have Stephen King. We we have part of Stephen King bingo. It's set in Maine. And we think it's part. No, it, it is. is. No, it, it says, is. It's set in Maine. Bro. Yeah. And he Johnny was an alcoholic. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. Did it talk about alcoholism at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I missed that whole part yeah. of the, the fucking thing then. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Whatever. It has no bearing, really. <laughs> it really didn't. Uh, other than, I, I guess he was, like, driving drunk, and that's how his wife died? Is that is that yeah. what the implication was? and then he's always was? asking for beer. Oh, yeah, I guess oh. that's true. Yeah. Ma- okay. Stephen what the fuck? King bingo. <laughs> Stephen King bingo. Stephen Kingo. Um... <laughs> uh, oh, one thing I did want to talk about, I think we'd already mentioned it, is part of, yeah, part of this film... Actually, I, I think a good, sizable chunk of the film was shot in South Africa, mm-hmm. and Robert England Why? explained it, but I didn't quite understand. It, from what we could gather, and we only we watched the first half of the back behind the scenes, like Robert England part of the documentary before we turned it off, and we're like, we don't need to go further down this rabbit hole. We're done now. Um, but he was talking about that, like this movie had. A, a, a production company that was like shared a shared a production company with for Michael Jackson or something like that. Yeah, and he was going to do a South African tour at that time, but then he got into some legal trouble. I don't know wh- what era of Michael Jackson <laughs> legal troubles it was, but Michael Jackson got into some legal trouble, and so his tour no longer went forward. Right, but they had already made like the commitment to shoot part of this movie. Like, they already had all the sets up. Yeah, it was something like like that, all the company costs and everything were already done. So they shot some of this movie in Johannesburg. Yeah. Which, I'm not going to put... I'm not going to dwell on this too much, but for a movie shot in South Africa, there's only one black actor in the whole movie. Yeah. (laughs) And he has one throwaway line. Yeah. Yeah. He's the clerk in the police station that's like, how's it going, Johnny? And Johnny walks by him and is like, (laughs) that's it for a movie shot in South Africa. (laughs) 
He he literally just went past bypassed on my radar just because yeah, no. Ted Levine was talking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every time Ted Levine opens his damn mouth in this movie, I'm just like, what is he gonna say yeah. now? But the other thing <laughs> what, about this what, being sh- What weird shit is this man gonna say? <laughs> yeah. Is this yeah. scripted or is this just Ted Levine? Yeah, no I really think I really think a whole bunch of this stuff that Ted Levine says is just stuff that he came up with. Yeah, I like think honestly. So too. They're just like, just fucking say whatever you want to and we'll we'll film it. But another thing, okay, for a movie that's shot in South Africa, and I know if you have to make the movie set in Maine, maybe being in South Africa is a bit of a problem because that seems like two very different climates. <laughs> so how do you how I'm does so those confu- two match up? I'm so but, confused as like just so much about this but movie. What but, frustrates me yeah. the most is it's like you're not going to use any of South Africa in the movie to make it more interesting. Like we said, it has two sets. It has two places to be in this movie. You're either in a house or you're in the factory, and that's it. Or you're in, uh, what, Mark's backyard or whatever. But that's, yeah, that's, Mark, I consider that Mark's the same as the house. Maybe Mark's backyard was the South Africa bit. Yes, <laughs> but everything's so dark, you can't tell what... Honestly, Mark's backyard looks like it was set in fucking Louisiana. <laughs> like, I, I don't it's know. It was really, Yeah. It just seemed like that had to be so much money to go there to do this that you could have shot this on one soundstage in Burbank yeah. with better results. Yeah, I don't... Oh man. It might have been cheaper in in South Africa. Possibly. They might have had something. Well, because the production like company had already had commitments and yeah. stuff. Like, yeah, because apparently yeah. they were originally supposed to shoot in Canada. Yeah, and that's what he, yeah, he was saying. He really wanted to go back to Toronto, yeah. and they had an old beer factory uh, scoped right, out yeah. for the, the location for the laundrette. But yeah. then um, this whole other thing came up, which yeah. again Robert England did not explain succinctly or understandably. Yeah. Really, <laughs> I am so confused as to why it was in South Africa. But th- there it is; it's in South Africa for I think a good chunk of it was pretty much all South Africa. Definitely all the factory bits were in South. They said someone was in Australia too, and that also weird. Oh yeah, me out. part like, of it yeah. was in Australia too. Yeah, for so if I'd this have gone to Comic Con this weekend, I could have asked Robert England. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) He seemed like he liked to talk about it. He said he really enjoyed it, and he thinks this goes down as one of the best Stephen King adaptations. He thinks it's really, really good. So, yeah, okay, so I don't agree with that. um, Oh, really? I I, I mean, it's probably a fucking completely different thing from being constantly asked about Freddy, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Something else about Nightmare. Hey, but but Wishmaster, I like Wishmaster. Yeah, Wishmaster's great. The first one. <laughs> the Mangler's great. Yeah, the I guess one. Th- this is very enjoyable. Oh, I will yeah. say we that. Talk about sequels. Oh, uh, we don't know anything about no, the no, 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 I, no. I haven't seen any of that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I don't, just there is one. I'm just saying we should say there were sequels. Okay, yes, there is a second one. There's the Mangler 2, and then there's a 2005, I guess, sort of, is it a sequel or a reboot? I'm not sure. It's the Mangler Reborn. So I assume, yeah. It could be either. Yeah, it could be yeah. either. You don't know. Yeah. Schrodinger's reboot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I. And funny enough. Okay. So here's a story. Uh, the only version we could find here in Texas was a Blu-ray of the Mangler. Yeah. Um, 
we uh we went to Oops. a yeah we went to a com- <laughs> we went to uh the movie trading company which is a, a store here in in texas that has a lot of different chains but uh they had only the blu-ray and then they had the dvd of mangler reborn and i was just like nope uh not even gonna close to buy that uh, oh yeah, I looked. At, I looked at Game Exchange, and they did not have the Mangler wait, wait at all. Wait till we cover the Mangler Reborn. <laughs> oh no. please, yeah, please. that'll be in like six years. <laughs> I <thanks>. need it. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, but, but yeah, Mangler March. That's what we need to do. Oh Mangler. no! <laughs> no! <laughs> uh, <laughs> never. No, yeah, like maybe when we completely run out of content, we're just like, fuck it, Mangler March. Oh. <laughs> I have an idea for later because it's March now, but we'll this talk is, about that later. When, this is this will be when they reboot the Mangler as like some gritty, edgy series as well. <laughs> Ooh, yes, please, Sci-Fi, pick up Mangler the series. <laughs> oh, Mangler the series, yes, yes. Stephen King, come on, you need something to write. Yes. Oh man, that'd be so good! Oh god, make it tie so, in, tie into the Dark Tower universe. Oh the ma- god, the, ma- the Mangler's like an alien yes. from like three. Yeah, Mangler's one of one of the pillars holding up uh, our reality. Uh, yeah. Oh fuck. And then obviously that's also related to it. So you have the kids from it investigating the Mangler. The Mangler. Oh shit. Uh, oh, that'd be fucking rad. The Losers Club files. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, man. No. Oh, God, that'd be so good. Um, <laughs> man, I want that now. <laughs> uh, I Okay, so I'm going to take... A, I'm going to play devil's advocate here for just a second. I'm going to say, if you kind of look at this movie as like, sort of like an over... Like, intentionally over the top, like, sort of like Dick Tracy type investigative film, it's kind of more good in that sense. I will say that, okay? If you look at it as they're supposed to be, like, stereotypically over-the-top type characters, it is a little bit better in in that sense. But the dialogue is just bad. Yeah, you can, you can oh, say yeah. it. You can say it's better for that reason, but that doesn't make the bad parts less bad. I agree, <laughs> yeah, yes. That, and that's, that's the... That's the essence of this movie is right. there's a lot of bad stuff oh, here there's but some it's awful. fucking hilarious yes it's it's so <laughs> enjoyable like it's definitely the best film we've done for their bad there oh, that ever and I, I i will say that again just because it's god it's so good <laughs> it's so bad, good i think the last so bad was ginger dead man oh god i fucking hate that movie that, see that does this redeem me? Yes, yeah. it does. Yeah, yeah, no, Ginger Dead Man had no redeeming qualities whatsoever. I wanted to stab myself in the face after watching it. This yeah. is legitimately fun. It, yeah. It's fun to watch, but it's bad. It is hands down terrible. Do, oh, do you yeah. forgive me now, Isaac? Oh, absolutely. I uh, no, I, I did have a lot of hate in my heart for, for <laughs> Ginger Dead Man. Uh, okay. So we kind of agreed, I think, before we started um, recording, that this kind of has... If anybody has ever seen the Super Mario Brothers movie, mm-hmm. yeah. this is a lot like that. Like, in the feel and, like, the sense and the type of friends you would show it to are the <laughs> oh, same. Yeah. Like, if you had, yeah. like, a double feature movie night where you showed the the oh. Super Mario Brothers movie and then you showed the Mangler, they would go together very well. You have to take a shower yeah. after watching both oh, of those yeah. movies. You, like, from the first, like, all the fungi from Super Mario Brothers, and then just all the blood and just like industrial They're germs. Both really gross. Oh yeah, disgusting yeah. movies. Awful. Yeah, and, like the scene where they fall down when the Mangler stays, and when they fall down the pool, and then they f- go through the water. Yeah. That looks 
shot for shot like a scene I think that's in Super Mario <laughs> Yeah, Brothers. I think it is. So they're very, very similar. Yeah. I need um uh, I've got to get like Jeremy in the lot to to watch this movie. I I need I need to do this to other people. <laughs> God, it's man. Stephen really enjoyed it. Stephen was enjoying it with me. We, we, you know, we were sat. We we spent all day watching Ghost Adventures, and then mm-hmm. we sat and watched some Angler, and it was like, yeah, this is this is the perfect way to end this day. Yeah. yeah, Zach and I went into watching it, and I had no idea what I was expecting. I was expecting something serious. Oh, I, I, I <laughs> oh yeah, that, that's that, <laughs> everything went out the window. I remember the first twenty minutes. I was just like, I've lost interest entirely. <laughs> what the fuck is this? You were already like, I'm gonna take this back. I, 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 <laughs> I seriously do not said want to myself, anymore. I said, I, I hope I saved the receipt because I'm returning this piece of hot garbage. Uh, but then, like, it got to like the middle of the film, and I was like, okay, okay, I get it, I get it. I want, I want to see it. Okay, I, I want to finish I this. Need this. I, I need this in my it, life now. I want to see how it ends. <laughs> um. And I, w- I would say, like, okay, so we, you know, these, the their bad episodes are not very long, mm-hmm. and so I think we need to kind of start su- summing yeah. up, like, what we think about it. <laughs> I would say, okay, as we said before, definitely the best movie to watch, um, you know, with your friends, if you're drunk, you should show people that haven't seen it before. If you can find it without having to spend $22 on the fucking Blu-ray <laughs> like I did, then congrats, because definitely it's one of those movies that you should own if you love oh, yeah. horribly shitty but really enjoyable movies like this. Like, I would say it's not quite in the realm of, like, killer clowns from outer space, but it's kind of like that, you know, because it's not supposed to be intentionally bad, I think. I think it just is. Yeah, killer clowns is a lot better than, like, I enjoy clear, killer clowns. I'll watch yeah. killer oh, clowns yeah. again. You know, killer, I, you know, killer, killer clowns, clowns is good. good. Yeah. yeah, killer clowns, like, it's not my favorite movie of all time, but I acknowledge there's a lot of really cool stuff about killer clowns. Yeah. There's nothing cool about this. It's just a, this a is lot like of things. This is, full moon pictures level. Yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of things. This is, like, full moon trauma <laughs> level, like, bad but yes. unlike that it's not intentionally bad right. it's just, it's just accidentally would, bad yeah the stars aligned on a weird day like when this movie was made yeah. and all the talent that they had available to them just went out the window <laughs> or they all got really drunk while making the movie Dude, we that, don't know yeah, that would be great that would explain so I much know. it would explain a whole bunch um, no but really I think one of the greatest things is definitely just the mangler itself is, is it's just so good and really like I like we said before it was made by Toby Hooper's son and if we're gonna like compare maybe like this to Killer Clowns it's like on the level of the popcorn gun like equal oh, yeah. levels of love and time <laughs> yeah. and care were put into this to be just completely just, just abused just but something. the Mangler's in this way more than the popcorn gun is in Killer Clowns which is funny uh, yeah it's just it, man could it's you imagine so the Mangler 3D dude let's make a 3D cut of the Mangler yes it's yes uh, I hate it so much. I hate that idea. <laughs> I uh, hate that idea. Yeah. To the very core of my being. <laughs> Please find a copy. I want to see if I can find a VHS of this because... Oh, oh that'd be Please. perfect. I would love to want a VHS on. of this. Let me uh, bring up the old eBay. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, let's do a little bit on-air research. I love when we do Jesus on-air Christ. research. <laughs> it's not even on-air research. I'm just trying to find a fucking VHS. <laughs> Uh, not gonna go straight to Laserdisc with this one. Not not gonna try to. Oh, see if there's it. a Laserdisc in this, I will own this on every on every format. I, I don't give I a shit. I found it. I found it. Okay. It's about 
Atena. Oh, okay. That's not bad. That's a, it's a little expensive for a VHS, but I get it. It's oh, probably yeah. harder to find. This is a fairly rare it's a yeah. VHS, I feel like. It's a little it's bit very cheap. hard to find. Yeah, it's a little bit cheaper than I've seen Perfect Blue before yeah. on VHS. Condition so that's, is acceptable. <laughs> I mean, that's the that's a, as long as it plays. I, I don't think VHS has come in any other condition other than acceptable. That's incredibly <laughs> true, yes. Don't think there's ever been a single VHS that I've seen. There's only been one VHS in my life that, like, didn't work, but there's for a really bad a reason. There's VHS of the Mangler 2. Oh, God. So the the thing about VHS is they're just like a car that you drive off the lot. As soon as you play it once, it's already lost some value because yeah. it's already lost some quality. They're fine. The, the only VHS I've ever not been able to play was a VHS from my house after a hurricane that had sat there for years and got mold in it and wouldn't turn because the mold had cemented oh, the yeah, tape together. Oh, yeah, that's like the moldy copy of Rawhide on Betamax that we had for a little bit that would just not move because it was completely... Because it had also gone through a hurricane Correct. and flooding, yes. Um, uh, right. So yeah. I found one that is... Um, I found one that's US-based. Let me put in a... Um, a tentative bid? Stevens. <laughs> Uh, postcode, and I'll tell you how much it is. <laughs> Send you the link. Oh, it's man. A shame. It's $10. It, okay, it's $15 with postage. Wow. Wow. Damn. That's uh, that's actually pretty great, honestly. Let me send you it. Okay. Sweet. Hell yeah. So next time you hear from us, we might have we might be proud new owners of the Mangler on VHS. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm so excited right now. Fuck. Um, there you go. I think uh, I think that's all we got for this. Yeah, because, like, every moment in this movie is my favorite moment. Yeah, in this yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is there is there is no bad moment because it's all fucking. It's it's but it's simultaneously dog shit and fucking brilliant cinema. It is exactly like parallel amounts of dog shit in the best yes. thing you've ever seen. Yeah, I am so glad I watched this movie. Honestly, same. Um. Anyway, I, thanks for listening. Um, we have a very exciting episode for our next episode. It's going to be a fir- like a first time we've ever done this sort of thing type uh, episode. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's, I forgot yeah. about that. Uh, we're, we ha- <laughs> we're heavy in research right now. There's a lot of stuff that we got to get out of the way before we will actually be able to do that episode, but hopefully we'll have it ready by next week and uh, we'll, we'll have it. And it'll maybe, it, we'll see, but maybe it might start like a new kind of like sub-series that we Possibly. we might be doing. So we'll, we'll see what, mm. what happens, but it's going to be very good. Yeah. So uh, thanks everybody for listening. We love you. Thank you. Yeah. And Bye, thanks for everyone. listening to us ramble about <laughs> yeah. the mind. Yeah, it's so good. For sure. Uh, bye. Bye. Bye, y'all.